Welcome to the In Plain Sight podcast, a project of City Care, an Oklahoma City-based nonprofit that inspires those willing to look social injustice and extreme poverty in the face and empowers them to do whatever it takes to create change. It is our goal to inspire you to care well for your city by bringing to light stories and issues lost in plain sight, hiding in the margins of our communities. You belong here because each of us has a role to play in the collective well-being of our friends and neighbors. We are activists for the overlooked and we are so glad you're here. Welcome back to In Plain Sight, a City Care podcast. I'm your host, Jenna, and we are so glad you're here. I cannot wait for you to hear this interview with Baruch Lara. He is a 20-year-old student at the University of Oklahoma, majoring in business communications and minoring in accounting. He's an aspiring entrepreneur and politician. He's currently the founder of the Lara Lopez Foundation, a leadership nonprofit that gives financial opportunity, builds success through mentoring, and equips with leadership through a conference, all for underrepresented and low-income areas in Oklahoma. He is a proud WizKids graduate and currently a CityCare intern. One day, Baruch hopes to inspire positive change and help develop future generations. Listen in. Baruch, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, to start off, would you just tell us a little bit about you and what you've got going on? Yes, yeah, so um, I am a 20-year-old um, student at the University of Oklahoma. I am a sophomore this year studying business communications and a minor in accounting. Um, I am interning right now for City Care, um, which is an exciting experience and uh, something I've always wanted to do um, because I know the work that City Care does and um, it's something that I've always been passionate about. Yeah. So with your degree, mm-hmm. kind of what's your, what's your dream? So um, I'm an aspiring entrepreneur, um, but the communications field is more for skills that I want to learn, uh, skills that would help me within entrepreneurship and accounting minor too is always helpful. Um, but those are the things that I want to learn, be able to work a room, be able to develop a team, be able to lead, delegate. So that's one of the reasons why I'm doing that profession. But at the end of the day, um, I want to be an entrepreneur. That's really cool. Yeah. So, Brooke, one question we love to ask mm-hmm. guests of the show mm-hmm. is, when was a time you felt hidden in plain sight, mm-hmm. and how did someone help you feel seen? Well, it, it and it's funny that you say hidden in plain sight because it was more of... Um, I was in sight and I knew what was happening, but um, it was my second grade year. Um, I was held back. Um, I couldn't read. I had a very disadvantage at home because um, my parents only spoke Spanish, and I'm coming home, um, coming to school to learn English. So reading was very difficult. And when I was held back, I felt very um, upset with myself. I was very uh, vulnerable at that moment. But you know, being able to enter a organization called Whiskins. Um, I was able to meet a good friend and a mentor, Mr. Jack, and um, he brought me back. I would say that he gave me hope and he gave me the opportunity that I have today and he taught me how to read. So I hope you've heard the episode with Brittany, the Kids mm-hmm. director. So with her, we talked about the power of positive disruptions. Mm-hmm. Could you maybe tell me a little bit about Mr. Jack and the power of his positive disruption in your life? So at the, like I said, at that moment I was held back and... Um, I, I didn't really know what was happening at the, I, you know I was a kid and I was young and um, I, you know young kids don't generally understand a lot of things growing up and um, at that moment I didn't understand why was I held back you know I didn't think it was a big deal 
Um, I was very upset that I didn't get to see my friends. You know, that was a, with with prior to the years I had with them, and um, uh, I was just very upset. And I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought that um, maybe I was, you know, there's some type of disability. Um, you know, I maybe ne- will never ever learn how to read. Um, and meeting Mr. Jack, he kind of broke that. So he disrupted that cycle of um, self doubt. You know, he 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 broke it with consistency, uh, persistence, and commitment. Um, I think those are the three. If, if you want to be a mentor or, or search for mentorship or um, want to have a mentee, those are the three things that you have to know. You have to have is consistency, persistence, and um, commitment. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. So you have had a long-term relationship with Mr. Mm-hmm. Jack. Would you share with us kind of how that expanded beyond just the Whiz Kids mm-hmm. program? So like I, said, I started off, and it's a very an interesting story. When I started the first time with Mr. Jack, I cried. That was the second grade, and I cried. I wanted to go home to my mom. Um, and then it became to where he became a best friend. Um, and not only that, he just became a lifelong friend. Um, through the WizKids program, at first I saw it as just like business, as you know, going there, learning how to read, and that was about it. You know, um, he always wanted to do activities outside, um, of course with my parents' permission. Um, you know, and he'd always ask, and they would always be okay with it. But I never wanted to, because um, at the moment I didn't think it was a cool thing. I didn't under- like I said as a young kid, you don't generally tend to understand. Um, but that development through those years within my 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 time at WizKids helped. And then afterwards, um, I'd say for my middle school year, I didn't get to see him. Um, I didn't see him as much. Um, it was just kind of like a episode, I guess, that was over in my life, a phase that was over. But my mom always, and my mom still to this day, always talks about how, you know, that man helped you. That You know, if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't be at the places you are now. And um, in middle school, I was all in advanced classes. I excelled above, you know, the reading level. And it was math, too. You know, Mr. Mr. Jack was teaching me algebra as like a third grader. Um, and that was the cool part about him because he always wanted me to progress. So he taught me more than just reading. And um, I was able to progress. And my mom always kind of talked to me about him, saying, you know, you should go and see him. You should go visit him. And uh, I would say my freshman year of high school, um, I started off at a private school for academic reasons. Um, and I wanted to go and see him. And I was able to go in. Uh, I, I remember when I went because um, I surprised him. He was a lot older. He's a older chap, as one would say. <laughs> um, and I went to go and surprise him. And uh, I, I went over and I put my arm. I put like my arm on his shoulder. And I was like, "Hey, Mr. Jack, how are you?" And he was like, "Oh my gosh!" He, he was like super surprised. And um, uh, I remember he was like, "Brooke." He's like, you're gonna give me a heart attack next time. Tell me you're coming. He's like, I'm older. I'm old. I'm a lot older now. He's like, you're gonna give me a heart attack. And um, but we sat down and we spoke. And I was able to meet the the, the student he was uh, mentoring at the time. Um, I was able to see his wife. You know, me and his wife. And uh, um, him grew a big relationship. Um, and I was able to sit with him, meet with him, and uh, spend some time with him. And then over those years in high school, I was able to go and see him more. And the, the cool part was that's how I was reconnected to his kids. Um, eventually, uh, he took me to a, a golf tournament, the Petra Golf Tournament, to where I went and talked about my WizKids experience. And him and Mrs. Betty took me. They picked me up at home, and they took me to the golf tournament, and they brought me back. And it was a really cool experience. And um, after that, I was able to go to the Seeds of Hope Banquet and speak and tell my story there. And, you know, I talked about him, of course. And like I said, our relationship grew. I would go and see him all the time at the WizKid site. And it was interesting. I want to say my junior year of sum- my summer going into my senior year, it was his last year of um, tutoring. You know, he was a lot older at the time. I think he was like 96 when he um, retired from tutoring. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. really Yeah, incredible. yeah. And, um, and it was the last banquet 
the tutor um, mentor family banquet and he had and they both had invited me to go with them for his last one so I went with them and um, I sat with them and um, you know I was able to tell a little bit of my story to the the, the parents tutors and the students and um, it was it was a great moment because you know it kind of ended his cycle you know I, I went to his first one I was his first uh, mentee um, when he started tutoring and then I went to his last one and um, that was a really good moment but to me I you know I thought Mr. Jack I, I to be honest I thought Mr. Jack was like immortal like he was very for an older guy he moved like he moved like well he listened well um, he'd kept up with me a lot when we would walk together side by side and um, he would listen to me you know you usually tend you know to think that older people would be like what can you repeat it no he would listen to me he listened to every word and um, to me I was like man you know I was like are you sure you want to retire now like you know you, it looks like you still got it and uh, he started laughing and he's like no you know it's uh, you know it's a, it's a it's a good time for me to end and um, the last time I was able to see him was my senior year um, after I graduated I went to, unfortunately they couldn't drive to my graduation but they wanted to be there and they sent me a nice message they wrote me a nice card and um and i went to go see him before i went to college like two weeks before i went to college i went to go and sit down with him and i sat down with him and his wife at his house and we just talked you know for hours and um and that was a great moment because i think that was like the the blessing i think that's when he gave me his blessing of like go and change the world um and i still remember the last time you know that, that last conversation he looked at me and he was like brooke and i was like yeah uh, yeah, Mr. Jackie, is like, you're gonna be president of the United States, mm-hmm. and I started laughing. I was like, Nah, stop playing with me. You know, uh, you're a crazy old man. Stop playing with me. <laughs> and um, and he dead serious, and he looked at me. He's like, I'm being serious. And you're gonna be the president of the United States. You know, hopefully, I can live that long <laughs> to see you be president. And um, and that that's the thing about Mr. Jackie. He was always serious. Everything he did, he was always a hundred percent. So whatever he would say, whatever he would do, um, it was always 100%. So in my heart, I, I believed it, you know, because I was like, this guy has done everything 100%. And um, seeing that experience, hearing about that experience, and just seeing what he's done, um, it gave me belief that, you know, that's the limit. You know, the President of the United States to me is, that's the bar I have to reach. And um, that's the bar he helped me set. And that's the bar I can climb. And um, him telling me that, like I said, it was a blessing to go and change the world. And, um, you know, through my year, it was a very long, difficult year of uh, my freshman year of college. And, like, I would say around January, I, I believe it was God. You know, um, someone was telling me to go and reach out to him. Someone, some, something or someone was telling me in my head. He's like, you should go and reach out to him. You should go and, like, um, talk to him. And I would go home on the weekends and I would go tell my mom. I was like, yeah, I'm planning to go and see him and reach out to him. And I was like, you should. And, um, and I reached out to his wife, I texted his wife, and I called his wife, and I was like, hey, it'd be awesome if I could come by and see you and Mr. Jack, and she had told me he broke in his hip. He, I mean, keep it in mind, he's 98 years old. Um, he broke his hip, and I was kind of just like, I, I was worried, I was like, well, can I, you know, is there time I can go by and see him, you know, is he, where's he at, is he at the hospital? And she's like, well, he's in rehab right now, getting better, um, and they're not letting anybody go in and see him. So I was kind of like, man, like, oh, like, I was very bummed out because I really didn't want to go and see him and visit him and um, give him strength like he gave me strength and well, and I told Miss Benny's like just tell him that I'm praying for him and uh and I know he'll be fine and um and tell me he can't he can't uh like he can't give up now because he has to see me become president mm-hmm. and um and she told him and he recovered um thankfully he recovered and but it was a a, a cool minute from January to let's say like uh, early April and uh, something again just kept telling me. He's like, you should reach out to him. You should go and talk to him. Uh, 
so I was planning that week. It was a, I was, I'm gonna say it was a couple of weeks before after spring break, and I was planning to reach out that week. And I had a couple, I had a lot of exams, so I was very busy that week. And um, and I got a text from Mrs. Betty, his wife, and she had told me that uh, he broke his other hip. He broke his other hip, and he wasn't responding well. And the doctor just kind of said, like, I mean, there's not much we can do now. And she had uh, asked me to give the eulogy at the funeral. Through yeah, and um, and I, I was just kind of. You know, it, it kind of just made me realize, put it in perspective of um, how interesting life works. And um, and I said, of course, I would, you know, I'd be honored to. And, but I, I told him, like, well, like, where is he now? Like, what's happening, you know? And she kind of told me his, his status. He just wasn't talking anymore. And he's just kind of still, he's laying there. He's, he was on a breathing machine. Um, and I told her, I was like, I have exams. And I was so mad because I had exams. And I, I, I just didn't want to be at, at, you know in class. I didn't want to be in Norman. I wanted to be there with him. And after my last exam on Friday, I just took off. And I went to go and see him, and I was right by his side um, for that Friday. And I met his daughter, and I met his granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was interesting to see that, uh, you know, they were like, oh, it's about time we finally meet you. And I was like, what do you mean? It was like, oh, you know, Jack always, always talked about it. My dad always raves about you. And he's like, to be you might be his favorite, you know, all of us. <laughs> and, um, and I remember there's a moment when she was holding his hand, and she and her, his daughter, and she was like, um, Dad, um, squeeze hard if I'm your favorite. And he squeezed hard. She's like, oh, he squeezed hard. And then I told her, I was like, well, let me go and ask him. And she's like, no, Brooke, you stay there. She's like, don't, don't break my dreams. You stay there. And um, like I said, but I was with his family for that time. And it was a Friday, and I kind of stayed late, like 1 o'clock. And I went back home late. And then I got back up early and stayed with them for um, that day. And that afternoon, he passed. Um, all his friends and everybody was there. And it was, it was something, for me, it was something that... Um, I didn't cry at the moment. Um, I didn't think I, I. I didn't think Mr. Jack would want me to cry. I would sit there and I was sitting there. I was like, he wouldn't want me to cry. He wouldn't want me to be sad. He wanted me to be happy. Mm-hmm. And um, at that moment, I just was supportive to everybody. And um, people just kind of came around me. And like I said, it was shocking to hear the people that I was able to meet a couple of his best friends, his longtime friends. And they were like, uh, Mr. Lara is like, we've heard a lot about you. Mr. Jack always raved about you. Mm-hmm. Like, you were his own. And. Um, and you know you were like his kid he was like you were his son you know he because his daughter and his granddaughter are older now he's a, he was a great grandfather and that's how um old their 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 his kids his grandkids were but he, he'd tell me he's like you were like his kid he always talked about you um he's, and he was like he said you're gonna be the president is that true <laughs> and i started laughing and i was like of course he said that um so it was very um encouraging to see those people and the way that he he was still there in some sense giving me support and um, believing in me. And that following Tuesday, I gave the eulogy and I talked about him and his example to me. And um, and like I said, I didn't have the right words to console people, but I talked about us living like how he did. You know, he lived for Christ, he lived for others. Mr. Jack always served. He served from like the, the highest ability and the way he would do things. And just hearing the other stories that uh, a lot of his friends spoke about him, um, that to me was motivating, and I, I, and in a sense, I knew he was gonna be. I, I told people I was like, in my eulogy, I was like, he's gonna be mad that we're having this funeral for him. He would be mad right now that we're having. He never liked to be celebrated. For him, it, he said it was God's work, and we should celebrate God, not him. And um, and I told him like he'd actually be very mad that we have this funeral right now for him. Um, he wouldn't like it. He wouldn't like it at all. And I think we should go about it like the, in that sense that we should live like Mr. Jack, who who did everything for um, God. And uh, still to this day, um, I think about him all the time. Um, 
uh, the plan one day is to give a scholarship out of um, his name. You know, that's the plan I want to do for mentors. They like to mentor kids, you know, especially young mentors. Um, we want to give a, hopefully one day give a scholarship from, you know, um, out of respect to his name, the Langston Scholars. I would like to call it the Jack Langston Scholarship um, to me- remember him because I think Mr. Jack was not only a great person in my life, but I think he was a great person in humanity. You know, I always like to say, you know, I was able to go to sleep um, better and I knowing that there was a person out there in this world. And um, I think still to this day, I, you know, physically it might not be there no more, but our relationship still grows. And I know he's watching over me. I know he's praying over me. And uh, he's my example as a mentor. I always look at that because what Mr. Jack always did was he was consistent. Um, he, he was committed and uh he was persistent he was always there he did those three things and i saw that and after that i I knew like there was no way i was gonna lose him as a friend as a person in my life and um like so to this day i know that he watches over me and i talk to him about my friends and tell him you know i was like you you inspire me like he did and um i hope he's able to watch over you as much as he watches over me because i think we're all mentors in, in life and uh yeah it's um he said his impact has impacted me so much him and my family and my mom to this day, my mom always told me, he's like, you owe that man almost, you know, you owe that man everything, my mom always said. And I was like, no, I know, mom. I, was like, I know, like, no, you're wrong. I know, I know that I owe him anything. And I think it wasn't for Mr. Jack. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for him. I think he, he opened doors for me and he set my path to success. One thing I'm hearing you say, Baruch, sometimes positive disruptions are short, mm-hmm. like short-term bursts, right? Mm-hmm. So... Yours could have ended after second or third grade, mm-hmm. headed in middle school. You know, you got the blessing of getting to reconnect with your mentor later on. Mm-hmm. Got to see the fruits of that relationship. Uh, you know, the seeds he planted, mm-hmm. you, he also got to see mm-hmm. come to fruition. You know, you're in college yeah, and going to be president of the United States. <laughs> and, you know. uh, but what about, would you have... What would you have to say to anybody out there who, you know, like sometimes a disruption is short mm-hmm. and sometimes they don't always see a positive result. Mm-hmm. You know, what would you say to somebody just as a word of encouragement? I think it's always about like savor the moment. Um, something I always, something I've learned and it's something I learned from him. Um, he was a World War II veteran. Um, he actually, out of his unit, he fought in the most wars, um, like the most battles and, and the Pacific um, uh of battles and um something that i always saw with him can i told my mom i would always say you know i wonder how much scars in life does the man have like you know um i just was always shocked you know because you always hear veteran stories you know either they're scarred for life or you know they can't overcome those 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 battle wounds uh, mentally physically and emotionally and but the way mr jack saw life was as a silver linings to a closer connection to god good or bad um and that's something i started seeing in life you know regardless of those small moments if it's a good or bad experience with a mentor or the person or in life um i think you should always look in the the middle you look in the lines look between the gaps and really start seeing the lessons you can learn um i never think i always say you know you you can never go in life and one day say you know what i learned enough like i always tell people you can never ever in your life say that you know i think i learned enough i think i'm good i don't have to learn anything no it's like it's a constant um progression of learning every single day and i think those those small components if i would give some personal advice is to say hey um 
look into those gaps and really find the good and bad out of both and learn from them um i think that's what we do best as humans is learn from our mistakes you know we make mistakes you know we experience things but as humans uh we always look to to progress and you can only progress if you have an open mind to to the bad and good and if you you end up seeing the the good things that come out of them because i i say all the time there's always good that comes out of everything if it's like i said my eulogy with him i said we shouldn't be um we shouldn't be, you know, uh, um, crying for for loss, but we should be celebrating for victory, because Mr. Jack conquered um, the earth for Christ, and now he's in heaven experiencing that um, firsthand, the glory of God. And regardless if it was through the war, regardless if it was through Mrs. Betty being a great grandfather, being a great uh, father, a mentor to me, a friend, he conquered life in the sense that it doesn't matter good or bad. I'm gonna learn and I'm gonna progress and I'm gonna make an impact within this area. And I think that's what people should be looking at in life, you know, not necessarily the bads, but to appreciate the good and appreciate the bad. Mm, I really like that, Baruch. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for being here. Of course, uh, I love being here. And like I said, it's, uh, you know, I've been listening to this since like the first uh, episode. You know, I put it out there when they announced it. I was like, oh, you guys should listen to this podcast. So um, it's been a great pleasure and honor being here. Thank you. I should have warned you ahead of time that you might need a tissue for that episode. I know as I sat here with Baruch, I just had tears brimming over as I listened to his story of resiliency in deep, deep friendship and relationship with Mr. Jack. You could just tell how much it meant to him by the look on his face, and I think you could hear that in the passion of his words. You know, in Baruch's bio, it says that he one day wants to inspire positive change and help the future generations. And I think that we can all agree you're doing that. And hearing from Baruch and knowing his character, I'm encouraged about the future. And I hope we are all following his lead one day soon. Thank you so much for listening today. You can learn more about CityCare at citycareokc.org or follow us on social media. We are activists for the overlooked and we'll see you next time.